Hi there and welcome to Through My Lens of Life. Today's podcast is entitled Grief, Pain is Our Biggest Teacher, Part 2. If you've lost someone close to you, you will begin to understand the meaning of grief. Grief is pain unparalleled because the loss of someone in your life shows you so many things about yourself. Now, pain being our biggest teacher, this really does represent so much to us in how much pain teaches us about our emotional distress when we lose someone that we love. We learn about how much that person meant to us or how much that pet meant to us. We could have lost a parent, a friend, a family member or even an animal. And when we lose someone we cared about or something we cared about in this manner. We don't realize in that moment in time when we're going through that that terrible, terrible, gut-wrenching pain, that it is showing us something about ourselves. It's showing us the depth of our feelings, our own feelings. We see them as though they are still there in our lives and they're somehow hurting us with leaving. But in truth, we are feeling our own feelings about them leaving. When they themselves no longer can feel our earthly feelings. Now, I lost my mom in 2004. And that was the worst day of my life, really and truly. The 7th of August was really and truly the worst day ever for me because my mother gave birth to me. I mean, she was my whole world. I felt as though when I lost her, I lost a piece of myself. And I think that that is actually true because for 15 years, I wasn't able to get over the loss of her and in many ways I tortured myself and blamed myself for her death and I held on to her ashes all those years because I couldn't bring myself to part with them. In many ways I blamed myself for her death and Um, I took it upon myself to carry the burden of holding on to her because I felt as though I deserved that burden and I couldn't see past my own personal pain. I couldn't see that there was no way or shape or form that my mom was doing this to me but that I was actually doing it to myself because for the first 10 years I was just doing nothing but reliving that day she died consistently over and over as a constant loop I relived 
the trauma that occurred in that moment of her suffering before she died. And I played it to myself every day, weeping inside and crushing myself with that pain over and over. And I could not release it from myself. I went into a very deep, dark depression over it because I felt that there was no way of escaping it. No way of escaping her death. No way of escaping being without her. My heart was broken and retching inside of me and bleeding out every single day. And I couldn't plug the holes because I felt as though I deserved to bleed. <laughs> and that is an understanding that, that I now have but I didn't have at the time. When I was going through it, I had no idea what I was doing to myself. I had no idea. I could not see that what I was putting myself through was, was causing my depression. And even if someone had told me that I was doing it to myself, and I'm, people did over the years, told me I was punishing myself for no good reason, and that she was in a better place and I should just, you know, get over it, let it go and um, move, let the time heal and you know all the things people say to you. It just didn't help because I could not see what I see now. And this is what they say, you know, when they talk about time healing, it does, but it takes more than time to heal such terrible pain. Because it's only when you really come into the true understanding of what pain is. It's emotion. It's raw emotion. When you allow yourself to feel it instead of run from it, that's when you really do some healing. Because for me, I would allow myself to feel it but in, be in total denial of the fact that I was doing so. When people would tell me, oh, but you are, you are suffering in that pain, I would deny it. I would pretend as though I wasn't. I would deny it unto myself even. Because I didn't want to admit that I was punishing myself by not actually studying that pain and not actually looking at it carefully. When you are in a deep, dark place of suffering with grief, you can't see any reason. You can't see anything else but the darkness that you are in. It consumes you completely. It's a process that envelops you so, so much that you are blinded even to yourself. And that's what happened to me. I lost myself completely to that pain. I lost myself to the loss of my mother and it totally consumed myself. My actual self was lost in the process for many, many years. And it's only when I started moving into a place where I decided that I needed to, to move past it. I needed, I needed help. I couldn't do it anymore. 
I was tired of suffering in that extreme pain. I was tired of suffering in that misery. That I needed to move past that. That I looked at depression as a helping hand. Because depression helped me see that I was tired of being depressed. It really did. And I've done another podcast about that depression called The Helping Hand of Depression. And in there I speak about how depression showed me that I needed to move into a new place. I had to find a, a way out. And that was only the beginning steps of understanding my true grief. Because, you know, I not only had the grief of the loss of my mom, but I also had the grief of the loss of myself due to chronic illness. And we all feel as though when chronic illness hits, you lose yourself. You lose your identity because you don't know who you are anymore. You become this new person that has this illness. And everyone sees you differently, but you see yourself differently. You somehow feel defective because you're not normal like everyone else. So these two things brought severe grief into my life. And pain taught me a lot about them both. You know, pain is our biggest teacher. And it teaches us a lot about who we are and who we become through the process of pain. The one about losing, one part is about losing someone you love, how you can be driven by grief into severe depression. But another part is how chronic illness can drive you in the exact same direction. And it did. For me, having partial loss of my eyesight um, made me feel like less of a person. I felt that there was something wrong with me. And I knew there was physically. Um, but also I felt that I was not the same as everyone else as a person. I felt as though I was different, like an alien. That I didn't belong because I didn't fit the mold of what is classed as by society as normal. I was clearly not normal. I was rare. To fall into the category of being rare when you have a chronic illness would make most people say, hey, oh, I'm rare. There's something special about me. But then you realize that the world doesn't see you in any special way. In fact, society tends to look down on someone who has a rare disease. Society sees you as an outcast because, first of all, you don't fit the happy medium. You don't fit this happy mold that everyone who is healthy fits into because you can't do the things that healthy people can do. And you, you can't do what you used to be able to do, so therefore you feel not good enough. And when chronic illness first hits you, I mean, you think to yourself, well, I'm certainly not like everyone else. I'm not like the healthy people. And it doesn't help when, when people who used to think there was nothing wrong with you and that you were good and you were good enough to be friends with or saw all the good in you, all of a sudden see a bad light cast over you because you yourself are in a place of suffering and self-pity due to your own illness and they have no empathy or compassion for you during that period of time. 
Because you see, a healthy person cannot understand the process of chronic illness until they go through it. So, you know, it also says a lot about us as people because we should have compassion for healthy people that way because they couldn't possibly know, could they? No, they couldn't. So only when you fall into that category do you discover what lies there, what grows there. And in the area of chronic illness, it is a, a very long, dark journey. For the first few years, you are in the, the place of why me? And you move from why me into, you know, this, this total denial. I, I'm none of these things that they say I am. But when you've got a whole bunch of doctors that don't have any answers, you lose faith in society. And then you start losing faith in yourself because you realize that this isn't going away and it's going to be there forever. And so then a sense of grief comes over you because it starts from the very beginning when you diagnose that this is a chronic illness. That means chronic means it's not going to go away. Okay. And you battle with that. You battle with that psychologically, emotionally, and not just physically with all the pain that comes with it. Because the pain beats you down with grief too. Let me just tell you that. It really does. It has a nasty way of knocking you down. Because all the things you thought you could do, you can no longer do because you've got this pain on your back. But then when other people don't understand, you try and share your feelings, right? You know, no one can sort of validate you as a human being. But what really happens and is the most, um, you know, the hardest thing is when we can no longer validate ourselves because we lose, we lose our own sense of validation. We think that our feelings on the subject are not valid. Or we go into, you know, a place of denial where we think that our, our, our feelings don't count. When we start discrediting ourselves in what we've been through. And that just adds to the grief. It really does. But the only way to, to get through all of this is to understand that grief is pain. It's pain in many different forms. All kinds of emotions. It's physical pain. It's emotional pain. It's emotional pain about the physical pain. It's a whole bunch of things. It's also, you know, deep missing, grieving loss for someone you love or for your own self that used to be there that isn't there anymore. Now, I can tell you something that the only way I've managed to get through all of this is by acknowledging that those things in me were actually allowed to be experienced. Most of us don't allow ourselves to feel anything. And we, we think that if we feel it, we're somehow weak. We are somehow wrong to feel grief. We're somehow wrong to feel grief over who we used to be. It's not wrong. It's not wrong. In fact, you should embrace feeling those feelings, but you should embrace to try and understand them within yourself because they are speaking to you. They are telling you things about yourself. And when we embrace understanding them, that's when 
we come to revelation. Because we start understanding why those feelings came about. You see, the problem is we expect other people to extend themselves to us. We think that if something's happened to us, there should be somebody interested. And there should be somebody interested on the same weight and measure in which we have the emotional reactions. So the amount of compassion should be equal to our feelings. And when that doesn't happen, it crushes us even more. We are pushed even deeper into depression because other people don't understand, do they? But the problem is our expectations of others also plays a role. Because we expect other people to understand us, but do we understand us? Do we understand what we are doing inside of ourselves with those feelings? When we are telling ourselves we are not good enough anymore because we have a chronic illness, what are we doing? We are robbing ourselves of our self-worth. When we tell ourselves we, we can no longer be the person we used to be, that we are different now in some way, shape or form, we are robbing ourselves. When we tell ourselves, right, that we can't do what we used to do because it's so full of pain, etc., etc., right, we are robbing ourselves inside of our value, how we see ourselves. Because we think that we are not, not good enough anymore. We feel that we are different. We feel that we are almost not human, like everyone else is. Because you're so busy looking in at the world that is well with envy. We can't see how much we've taken away from ourselves. Our pocket of power that we've handed away when we embrace that envy. If we never acknowledge the envy that we have in the first place and say, are we feeling it? If we are, yes, we are. Are we allowed to? Of course you are. Of course you are allowed to be envious of someone who's perfectly healthy and who didn't get chronically ill. But acknowledge that feeling within yourself because when you do that, you can have compassion for the person who's, who is perfectly well because they don't have the chronic illness and they can never know what you're going through. Then you can understand why they can't comprehend what you're going through. When we give up our identity, to our illness we rob ourselves of who we are when we let ourselves be so grief-stricken that we're driven into a hole so dark and deep of depression we rob ourselves of who we really are because that person that has passed on would not want that for us would they no and if we make ourselves suffer long and deep about them it's not going to change anything is it it's not going to bring them back if we beat ourselves up because we feel somehow responsible for someone dying is it going to bring them back no it won't all we're going to do is make ourselves suffer even more and rob ourselves of all the minutes of our ticking life happening before our eyes and that won't bring them back. Grief truly teaches us that there was great love. 
And if we can just understand that, that, the, that, that love will never go away. And the sadness of missing them is allowed to be there. We're allowed to feel that. And every time we miss them, we remember them. And in those moments, there is still the connection with them in this world. Because we are creating it. If there were a family member inside our DNA, there is a connection still. And if they were a close friend, they live in our memory banks forever. If they were a, a pet or anyone we knew even, and we loved them, that heart connection is still intact. We maintain that connection. Now, I've only recently, very recently, decided to part with my mom's ashes and lay her to rest properly. And I've done this because I've realized that my emotions are the only ties to the pain I am feeling. And by me holding her near me, I'm holding myself hostage still and not allowing her to rest. So I chose to let her rest so I could let myself rest. And it's probably the best thing I've ever done. But I had to move through all these stages of understanding, feeling, acknowledging, until I was ready to let go. To let go of her and let, let it go within myself. To know that I will always love her and miss her. But holding on to those ashes is not going to bring her back. And holding on to the pain and the suffering is not going to bring her back. So I now right, can begin the true process of recovering from grief. And time has been um, a definitive lever in that process because it's been a very long unwinding road and I want to tell you that if you're going through grief please know that I understand where you're coming from I really do 15 years is a long time to grieve and I know that I probably will continue to grieve for the rest of my living life where my memories will keep my mom alive and in my DNA she will still be there so I can never really lose her if I think about it that way. Life is all about perspective, you know. How we see things is so important because they can be the deciding factor to our own healing. And like I've said before about my own chronic illness, I've realized that it is not and never will be a deciding factor to who I am as a person anymore. I am still the person I was, even though I'm slightly changed, everyone grows and evolves. And to me, my chronic illness has just been something that has been a very uncomfortable evol evolution of myself. Because there was a lot of things to learn and discover in getting a chronic illness, where some of them were not very pleasant, but some of them I was very lucky to discover too. Because there's a whole hidden world 
that the well people of this life will may never ever learn or discover and if I can see the good in a bad situation it will only benefit me in the end and maybe if you could do the same it would benefit you seeing depression as a helping hand has helped me get through it it still helps me get through it it helps me fight it daily because I see it as it teaching me many things about myself and how pain has helped me discover who I really am and as uncomfortable as it is to go through it's not the end because it means I'm still living I'm still here to feel it and you know we have to find ways of coping with our lives as long as we live them I think it's all too easy to give up on life but if you're strong enough and determined enough to be a survivor that's what survivors do they don't give up they keep pushing through they keep pushing through and finding the light at the end of the tunnel in every stage they move through like an evolutionary process there are different phases you go through different levels of learning and understanding thank you for listening and I hope you'll join me for my next episode this is Rosalie and you've been listening to through my lens of life <laughs>